Hey everyone, and welcome to the Beyond Life and Fitness Podcast. I'm Cheryl Patton. And I'm Megan Prince. We started this podcast as a way to connect with more people who are struggling to fit it all in. The workouts, the food, kids, work, and relationships. We know that we're not perfect, but we hope that through our struggles and our mistakes and our failures and our successes that we can help more people through their challenges and be successful. So if you want some tips and tricks to help you along your journey to be the best version of yourself, then this is it. So today we're going to sort of touch on an idea or a thought that we had had in the last episode where what we think is what we tend to believe and how our emotions can start holding us back from results or the life that we want to live. Um, We as humans tend to attach meaning to our thoughts and to our feelings and that kind of that then turns into a perception of how we see the world. Yeah. And it's usually tied back to a past experience and then our mind is just simply responding in accordance to a learned reaction. Mm -hmm. So when we think, so when we have a thought of what if X happens, we start to believe it because we are 100% who we believe and feel ourselves to be. In that moment. In that moment, 100%. And then we remember that moment, that moment now becomes a perception. So when a situation like that comes up again, our mind refers back to that and it's going to respond in the same way again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and I, and you know, I know an example of this when I opened up my studio for the first time. So when I moved it out of my house for the first time, Right, like you always, I I had this fear, I had this perception. I'm like, well, what if nobody comes? Mm-hmm. What if nobody likes what I have to do? What if nobody likes me? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. um, and that was something that I had to, you know, rethink, retrain my brain to think, mm-hmm. and you know, as the as the business grew, it becomes a lot easier to rewrite that story mm-hmm. or that verbiage that's in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know we need to sort of think that we are not we're not our thoughts we're not our feelings and that we are not our emotions um and then as soon as we can start to realize all of this you're you're then able to create space in your head to rewrite that different story Mm -hmm. but if you keep thinking all that you you are these particular thoughts Mm -hmm. you are what you are feeling negative or positive you can't, you got to be able to get out of that headspace in mm-hmm. order to rewrite that story. And I, I get it. It's not always the easiest thing to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think what I've learned is the people that are at the top, the people that are um, very successful are questioning themselves too. That's what I've learned and listening to podcasts and people and people that are successful and doing really well they all have the same thoughts and feelings it's just that they the difference is is that they don't let it um like take over Mm -hmm. they don't let that take over in their brain they just keep doing and they just keep um going and they just keep 
taking risks and just doing it because and you just keep showing up every single time they allow the thought and feeling to come and and then then they let it to go yes so i used to stay i used to be that person yeah and i would have a thought and then it would snowball and it would snowball and it would snowball and it snowball and then what happened is at the and same with my kids when they're start like when they're worrying about something now that's something it it gets really big by the end and and i was like um worrying never um got me anywhere and it was such a waste of time because all the worrying that I've done in my life most of the stuff didn't happen that's what I tell my kids like most of that stuff didn't happen and I spent days and times and weeks and I remember when my ex-husband went to Afghanistan and he was in in um he was in the infantry and he was there was like 25 Canadians I think that died on his tour and I like couldn't sleep I worried all the time and I get that's like a big thing right Mm -hmm. but the worrying just took up my mind space and my mental mind space and during that time I actually started competing because that was helped me to ground myself and to focus on something else Mm -hmm. because I couldn't I couldn't let those thoughts kind of go I just kept worrying so but those thoughts and that time and that energy that I spent worrying took up so much space for so many other things that I could have done so I just I I I think sometimes and I I said the other day on my live feed is that my daughter was we were shopping in Costco and there's these kitchen mats that those foam kitchen yes. mats yep And I said to her, oh my God, I really want to get one of those foam kitchen mats because first of all, they're awesome. But said, second of all, Annie, our Bernadoodle, about two months ago, ate it when we were gone. Like ripped the whole thing apart, like shredded it. Like it's not even like a thin one. It's like a thick, she shredded it. So I said to Tay, I really want to buy one of those kitchen mats. And she was, and I was like, but I don't know if Annie's going to eat it and I'm spending money and I'm wasting it. So I just shouldn't. And she were in Costco and she's 10 and she's like, Mom, you know what? There's going to be so many what-ifs in life. She's like, you know what you have to do? You just have to take the risk. And it was, it was so cute because I was like, we're sitting there talking about a kitchen mat that I'm, awesome. I'm overthinking buying a Costco kitchen mat for $35. Yeah. And my daughter's saying, just risk it. And I, and I was like, oh my God, that's so profound. I was like, you're talking about so many other things now. Because I was like, we're talking about something so small that I'm overthinking. And then all the other what ifs were like, what if I did this? What if I did this? And you're just like, it spent, you spend so much time worrying, whereas you could spend that energy putting it into that and then just do it. And if you fail, you fail and then you learn. But we're, we're so, um, we're trained as a preset to not fail because then you're a failure and then you are a loser and then you're embarrassed and then all these things but most of people don't really notice your failures it's only you because Mm -hmm. say you tried to run a say you tried to run a eight-week fitness class i don't know or whatever online nobody knows if nobody signed up for that class nobody have any clue nope you do but nobody else does. But then in your mind, you are your failure because nobody, nobody else signed, signed up. up for it. But mean, and then you're like, oh, well, I'm never doing that again, you know? And then you just kind of give up on those things. But if you just keep putting your energy into that, nobody else knows. Nobody knows when you fail. Nobody knows when you didn't like make your, um, I don't know, like say for bodybuilders, you didn't make your weight class. Nobody knows because nobody's, nobody's so focused and like you have to drop your ego and think that 
-hmm. all these people really care about you so much that they're going to like analyze every single thing that you haven't done in your life. But our ego is like, no, everybody's watching me. Everybody knows. Everybody knows everything I've done. It's like, no, they really actually don't. And when I have these vulnerable conversations with people and about yelling at my kids or about losing my shit on them or whatever. And then they're like, me too. And I'm like, yeah, good. Cause now I feel normal. Or like, did you eat that tablespoon of peanut butter when you were before the night before your show? Cause you just want me too. Like I sucked. Like I just, I ate the peanut butter. Like if we can actually be like vulnerable and be like, no, I, I messed up. I'm not perfect. But we sometimes portray this like well, and that's what social media has taught us to portray. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for right? people because if it's not... It's very hard because if you don't live that, if you don't have that perfect Instagram reel or story mm-hmm. life coming across, then, um, you know, I shouldn't say that. When That's when it, Instagram is only highlighting people's mm-hmm. good and perfect sides, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can retake a picture a hundred times. Mm-hmm. You can redo a video a hundred times mm-hmm. and nobody's going to know that you've redone the picture or that video a hundred times mm-hmm. because you've just put out that one picture or one video, mm-hmm. right? And then that sets the standard. And I, there's this girl that I follow and I just showed the girls the other day and actually maybe we can link her profile in the bottom of this too. Mm-hmm. It's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's so cool because she shows you and she does it all the time in a million different outfits. She'll show you in this beautiful dress where she's posed and she's sucking it in and her boobs look perky and everything looks good. And then she'll show you the next picture where she just kind of bends down a little bit and everything's rolled and everything's sticking out. And then one where she's in bike shorts and you see her from behind in this beautiful light. And then the next one, her butt's all cellulite. And it's all like, you know, it's all... And so it's, it's this cool transition to show like in one second, this picture can be completely different, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. so I loved, I love seeing that because then, then, you know, like people's pictures are posed people. And of course people want to show really good sides of them. I do think, I do think that social media now, especially Instagram is becoming a, a platform. If you can find the right people who do lay out the real shit yeah. and they will say like, they will really say how it is. There's one mom in Hamilton, actually, and she's been on a couple um, TV shows, too. Like, they've interviewed her and stuff. And she just tells it how it is, like, as being a mom and how sometimes when our kids are here, like, we just don't even want them to talk to us. They don't even want them to touch us. They just, like, just please don't. And, <laughs> and it, it's just, like, all the moms can be like, yeah, I feel that too sometimes. It's not all the time. And yeah. this is normalizing that it's okay to, like, not be perfect, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, social media for sure is, like, this platform for perfection, but then also a place where people... The, if you find the right people to I think follow, if you find the people that are willing to be their authentic self, mm-hmm. not like they're okay to maybe look like an idiot, mm-hmm. yeah, or to make yeah. fun of themselves on you know social mm-hmm. media and, and don't care how many people see it because that's just who they are, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think those are great uh, role models. To yeah, have for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Um, a lot of the things that, and we're talking about like fitness people and people in the gym and all this stuff, like that everybody second guesses themselves. Even the girl that's walking in with the most perfect body. Do you know what I mean? Like we've talked about it before. You can be at your perfect best, but you're still like, 
you're still not perfect. No, and I remember when I was doing my photo shoot after after my show, and and the photographer's like, she's like, I have, she's like, I've shot, you know, IFBB pros after their, after they've done their shows, and she's like, nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like these are high end elite athletes. Mm-hmm. You know that have done a lot of work to get super lean to mm-hmm. get up on the stage. And hardly mm-hmm. any clothes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, whatever we put out into the universe, into what we say, into the things that we do, yeah. that's going to, yeah, that's going to affect how we show up. Yeah. And I know it's definitely something that I've worked on probably for the last almost seven years is just trying to catch myself doing certain things, saying certain things, and just trying to rewrite that, like, what comes out. Like, read, mm-hmm. like, stop before I say something, and then, um, yeah, because I would be very quick with my kids because I would be tired. Mm-hmm. Or I would just feel like I've had a lot to do and I haven't gotten it done. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, it's all right, well, if it doesn't get done, it will get done tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? If it was that important, then I would have gotten it done during that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, yeah, learning to roll with the punches a lot more, you know, accepting other people's um, imperfections just as I need to mm-hmm. accept mine. Mm-hmm. But it, it takes... it. It takes, I'm still working on it, and it's been like seven years, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yep. I know, it's like a work in progress, right? Yep. It's like totally. you're never going to be happy. You're never, that's why it's always like just, can you just love yourself the way you are now and then see what happens? Because mm-hmm. then if you do, you pour so much different energy and vibe into the universe. And I remember being in high school, and I, and I started hanging out with this group in maybe grade 10 or 11, the popular girls who were like always so done up and always so you know um I always just felt like it was like this competition right Mm -hmm. I always felt like Mm -hmm. that right and now stepping into this different zone in my life I really can I really can feel those energy from people now and and the people that I want to be around Mm -hmm. with and the people that I don't want to because I don't want to show up to something and be like like I know you and me could train at the gym and we wouldn't both be being like, oh man, her butt is so much better than mine. I, and like feeling bad about myself though, yeah. right? Like I would just be like, no, we're here to train and we both look awesome and we're both good and this is, you know, like let's just do this. We would and, go by each other and throw more weight on. Yeah, I'd be happen. like, yeah, yeah, right? It'd be like, you're not lifting enough. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's it's like, um, it's, a, it's a work in progress for sure is changing your mindset and changing... Um, yeah, what you put out into the world yeah. will ultimately come back at you. Yep, 100%. And it, it definitely, life's past experiences. Can you talk about high school? Again, mm-hmm. same thing, right? There was always groups that, you know, you would try to be a part of or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was always athletic. I did sports all through high school. That was just my thing. I got into training at the school gym in grade 11, I think. That's when I really, that's when I like fell in love. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. this, this is, is my place. place. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it was usually, you know, 10 guys to like only two or three of us girls in there, right? It's just mm-hmm. the way that it, it, it was. But, you know, I you get rejected in high school. It hurts in high school. 
mm-hmm. and then you don't feel then and that totally kills your confidence mm-hmm. right yeah. that you're just like okay I'm not pretty enough I'm not thin enough I'm not muscular enough I'm not um, smart enough I don't mm-hmm. have the right clothes I don't blah 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 the list can go on and on and on and on and on mm-hmm. and it's it takes a long time to rewrite those stories in your head and we did that one about writing the story, like writing the letter to our younger self. And, mm-hmm. and I've been working a lot on, um, like healing my inner child. And what are you feeling right now? Why are you feeling like that? And like, what's this reaction now? And like, even the other night I was laying in bed with my daughter and I had a whole long day and she's reading and reading and she reaches over and she's like touching me and she's like, and I'm just like, honey, I love you, but right now I cannot be touched. I just need. So for me, it was, it's really knowing what I need and being able to speak it Mm -hmm. and being able to, um, tell somebody how I'm feeling and then not like hurt their feelings that in the car the other day I was listening to this Kelly Clarkson song that's called, um, because of you. Oh yeah. It's called. And I obviously we haven't I haven't talked or been super open about my childhood and how traumatic it was really but that song like I'm driving in the car I'm driving just driving down the street and then all of a sudden I saw my younger self Mm. as a kid and I was like and I started bawling and I was like it wasn't your fault it wasn't you it wasn't anything that you did and I was like Oh my gosh! And it's like these moments that hit you. But and what I was a like, huge emotional release! Like, what? None of it was my fault. None of it had anything to do with me. And I was like, wow. And I'm 41. Mm-hmm. So I was like, learning to change your mindset and and realize and stop and be like, okay, I'm at the gym. I see a girl over there. She's really she looks really awesome. And I'm feeling like, oh my god, I hate myself. I'm not doing good enough. I don't look like her. I need to start. I need to start dieting. I need to get on the cardio and I need to cut out carbs. Like I have to. And, um, and I think to be able to like stop yourself and be like, why do I feel like this right mm-hmm. now? Why do I think that I need to be her? Mm-hmm. Why do I think that I need to go and diet more to be like her? Mm-hmm. Is she happy? Maybe she doesn't need any carbs and she's hungry all the time. But like, it's like stopping yourself in these moments of feeling jealous, frustrated, anxious, um, Guilty is a mm-hmm. big one, mom guilt. Why in this moment do I feel guilty for doing something for myself to make myself happy? Why mm-hmm. do I feel like that? Who in my past and who in my life taught me before that it wasn't okay to do that stuff? Mm-hmm. And why do I feel like that, right? Because mm-hmm. mom guilt is like the biggest factor to holding moms back from taking care of themselves, right? Like I need to show up, I need to be here for yeah. my kids 24 hours a day. And if I'm not, I'm a bad mom. Yeah. And if, again, if you don't have kids, it could be the same idea, but with a partner, like with a significant other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And right? then you have to be so intentional about, okay, why am I giving you the silent treatment right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, why am I not talking to you? Because when I was a kid, that's what my dad did to my mom. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be like this, or my parents did that to me as a kid. When I told you how I really felt about something, you backlashed on me. So I just stopped telling you how I felt. So I think it's like, been, it's been a huge thing trying to learn how to like express how you feel and express why am I feeling this emotion right now? Stop, take a deep breath. And even just write it down and be like, why do I feel like this right now? Mm -hmm. Or just write all your feelings. Like, I feel, I feel like I let myself go. I feel like I 
never do good in this. I feel like this. I feel like this. I feel like this. And then write it all down. And if you go back like a day later or you go mm-hmm. back even five minutes later and you mm-hmm. read it and you're like, what the heck? Like, I actually think that about myself? Mm-hmm. Like, that, none of those are even true. And then maybe just X them out, all the ones that you're like, totally. Oh, that's stupid. Like, yeah. of course I didn't let myself go. Of course I'm not a bad mom. Of course I didn't. Like, you know what I mean? And like, so I think it's just like really being intentional about stopping and really engaging yourself in why do I feel like this? And, um, and starting to peel back, I guess, those emotional oh layers, barriers, you know, all these different phrases that I'm sure people have all heard before, right? And just yeah. sort of unpeeling yeah. that onion and, um, yeah, but the thing is, is that it takes time. It takes work. It's not always going to feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to go through that uncomfortableness in order to keep moving forward the deepness right and be able to allow yourself um like one of my children doesn't like watching sad movies Mm -hmm. but she doesn't like watching sad movies because then it's evoking an emotion that she doesn't know how to deal with she doesn't know how to cry or she doesn't want to cry because Mm -hmm. it's too sad how do I stop myself maybe it's not going to be good so I'm like okay we need to watch a lot more sad movies because crying is okay crying releases hormones crying is an emotion just because it's sad doesn't mean it's a bad emotion when you're angry it's not a bad emotion Mm -hmm. right so it's like teaching kids like these emotions are okay to feel and stop blocking them and um allow yourself to just feel everything but it's hard when you have a lot like for people that have like been really really traumatized Mm -hmm. to deal with that all at once right so it's just like those baby steps of like um okay so I can't cry today why can't I cry like why would I let myself cry because maybe when you start crying you won't even know how to stop and you'll cry like remember Bridget Jones was it Bridget Jones diary when she cries for like five days straight that's a good question I'm not sure I think she breaks up with him and I think I think in the movie she's crying and then the next scene she's crying and the next scene it might not be Bridget Jones it's one of those movies somebody could post it on here and tell me but she just cries for like days and days and days and um but maybe that's what's gonna happen right so it's just like it's okay to feel these emotions but um really like tapping into why do I feel like that today Mm -hmm. and um yeah, and knowing that those are okay to feel. Yeah. And everybody, even the most fit person in the gym. Or the most successful piece person in business. In business feels inadequate, feels scared, feels anxious, you know. Frustrated. Frustrated. All of those feelings. Everybody feels them. No matter yeah. what you're, like, that's just human feelings. Yeah. yeah. But they just figure out how to deal with it. And then move on. Yeah, exactly. And that's the key. It's learning how to um, deal with those emotions that are are holding you back so that you can keep moving forward and not just stay stuck stuck. in a place where you're not happy. And then if you're not happy, you're going to portray that out and everybody around you is not going to want to be around you because Mm -hmm. you're not in a happy place. Yeah, growth, like we talked about, growth is all, some sort of growth is the movement forward, right? Like any kind of growth is moving forward. Yeah. Staying still and stagnant doesn't have to be like these huge things. No. But 
little tiny, tiny baby steps of what do I need to do to get to where I want to go or whatever, then I think growth is like the biggest key to changing your life. 100%. Yep. And I think that's the perfect way to end. Thanks everybody for listening today and we truly appreciate you and let us know what your biggest takeaway was today and if you have any questions you want answered on the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast to automatically receive your episodes and to help us reach more listeners. We would love to connect with you on our socials, either Facebook or Instagram with links in the show notes. Till next time, keep taking those small steps towards your best life.